This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care veterinary specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us. Today, I'm going to be talking about how to care for your pet. Now, I know it sounds like you already know how to do that, but there's a couple things that you must know as a pet owner. So whether or not you have a dog or a cat, you need to tune in. We'll be right back after these messages. As a veterinarian, I want you to keep your dog as healthy and happy as possible. Well, you may have read a lot about bone broth's benefits for dogs, but if you're like me, you're too busy to cook bones for hours. So why not check out Rockwell Pets Pro Natural Dog Bone Broth? It comes in the convenience of a dry product, and you just sprinkle the powder on top of your dog's regular meal. It helps relieve arthritis pain with its anti-inflammatory turmeric and boosts appetite, even for finicky eaters. Plus, it's fast and easy, and you don't have to boil any bones. It's vet approved, made in the U.S., and comes with a money-back guarantee. For more information, check out rockwellpetspro.com. That's rockwellpetspro.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Today, I'm going to be talking about caring for your pet. And I'm sure all of you guys listening to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio are already amazing pet owners. But there's a couple things that you need to know about when it comes to snuggling and taking care of your dog and cat. And that's what we call animal husbandry. No, that doesn't mean that your husband or your partner cares for your dog or cat. Animal husbandry actually refers to the care of pet. Now, I get it. You guys know all about your dog's habits, whether or not it's drinking out of the toilet, what kind of food they eat, how they like their cuddles, what time they go to bed. For you cat owners, you know how many times your cat is using the litter box, what your cat's favorite treats are. But there's a couple of important things that you have to be aware of. Now, I always say as a veterinarian and a dog and cat owner, it's not that complicated. It's really a matter of just a few things. First, keeping a safe shelter. For me, I've always grown up with dogs living in the house. I don't like having outdoor dogs. They don't seem to get quite as much exercise, as much stimulation, as much environmental enrichment. So I'm a big fan of keeping a dog and cat inside. Obviously, they still need to go outside, you dog owners, for at least 30 minutes a day. In other words, two 15-minute walks. The second important thing is an appropriate diet, which I'll talk about in a future episode. By the way, if you haven't checked out the two episodes that I did with the veterinary nutritionist, Dr. Lindsay Bullen, on what kind of pet food should I feed my dog and cat, you got to check that out. There's a part one and part two. All right. So back to animal husbandry. One, we want to provide that safe shelter. Two, we want to make sure our pets have an appropriate diet. We want to make sure they always have access to clean water. No, that doesn't mean just refilling the water bowl once a week. It means actually physically washing the dog bowl 
or the cap bowl every couple of days and refilling it with clean water. Next important aspect of animal husbandry, it's going to be appropriate grooming, like trimming the nails and brushing or bathing the coat. Now, if you have a dog that ends with a doodle, that type of hair coat continuously grows. And what a lot of people don't realize when they spend the $3,500 on a labradoodle or a golden doodle or whatever doodle mix you're buying is that it also requires monthly grooming. That's right. Typically $60 to $80 every four to six weeks to get groomed because that type of curly hair doesn't traditionally shed. It needs to be groomed and shaved off. Please don't do this at home. Let a professional do it. Okay. For the rest of you pet owners, if you have a dog or cat, please take the time to brush them ideally once or twice a month. I really like those glove combs where you're sitting on a sofa, you can comb and brush and pet your cat, and they don't even realize that they're being brushed at the same time. When it comes to trimming nails, I can't tell you how many times in the veterinary ER, I see poor dogs and cats coming in with really long nails. In fact, Sometimes it's even an emergency where a pet owner will bring in their pet, pay $160 for an ER fee for their pet limping, only to find out that the nail has grown so long, it's actually curled and embedded into the soft paw pad, that tissue underneath, and it can cause a secondary infection. So I have it on my Google calendar, which I live off of, to make sure that I'm trimming my pet's nails once a month. After that, there really isn't too much more to know about dog and cat ownership. Again, safe shelter, an appropriate diet with clean water, appropriate grooming, like brushing or bathing a coat, trimming nails, and environmental enrichment. Of course, you guys have heard my previous episodes of ER Vet and Pet Life Radio, and you know I'm also a huge advocate for preventative care. What does that mean? That means going to your veterinarian once a year for an annual examination. It means making sure that your dog, your cat, go through their entire vaccine series, their entire puppy series. In other words, three to four vaccines after five to six weeks of age until they reach 16 to 20 weeks of age. For you cat owners, when your cat is a kitten, you want to make sure your kitten has gone through the whole kitten series, two to three vaccines every three to four weeks, starting at about five to six weeks of age. That's also going to include preventative medicine, like heartworm medication to prevent that life-threatening worm from getting stuck in the heart and lungs. It's going to include year-round flea and tick medication to make sure we're preventing any kind of infection or even tick-borne infection. Now, a couple other hints that I wanted to add in, it's going to be about environmental enrichment. What exactly does that mean? Well, we know that pet ownership isn't really that hard. It's really a few aspects of animal husbandry. But for dog owners, I want you to abide by two extra rules. One, making sure you're exercising your dog for 30 minutes a day. That's only two 15-minute walks. Now, I live in Minnesota where it's freezing cold, it's negative 20 for six months out of the year, and it's really hard to walk your dog when it's really that cold. Now, my general rule is if you live in a really cold environment, any temperature below 15 degrees Fahrenheit, it's worth putting dog booties and a jacket on your dog, depending on what kind of hair coat they have. Dogs with really thin hair coats like greyhounds, boxers, Italian greyhounds, pit bulls, they ideally need a jacket and booties. The second rule for dog ownership, two semesters of puppy training. Even if you have an adult dog, even if you adopt an 
older dog. This is so important for appropriate socialization, and it really teaches your dog to listen to everyone in the family and know the, quote, pecking order, end quote, of the family dynamics. Okay, what about cat owners? For cat owners, I have two rules too. First, you really want to minimize any sudden changes in your cat's life. Guess what? Cats hate sudden change. They don't want you moving the litter box. They don't want you changing the food. They don't want you changing to a different type of kitty litter. When in doubt, the simplest thing you can do is to avoid any kind of sudden change. Cats like things really gradually. So classic example, if your veterinarian tells you that you have to change your cat's diet, you don't cold turkey and change it 100% in one day. I'm talking about a gradual change over several weeks. I don't want to exaggerate, but the first day, you want to mix in like 10 kibble of the whole bowl. Maybe a week later, you're going to mix in 15 kibble. The next week, you're going to add in a quarter of the new diet to mix in with the old diet. A week after that, maybe you're gonna adjust it to a third of a diet and slowly mix it in. So again, for you cat owners, please make sure to minimize any sudden change or stress in your cat's life. Cats view any kind of environmental change as stressful, and sometimes we can actually see behavioral or medical problems as a result, like urinating outside of the litter box or having feline lower urinary tract disease or sterile cystitis. So when in doubt, minimize that stress. The next important rule is N plus one litter boxes. I've talked about this on a previous episode of ER Vet, but if you have one cat, you need N plus one clean litter boxes. That means you need two litter boxes. If you have five cats, you need N plus one or five plus one litter boxes. So you need six litter boxes. You're probably thinking, no way can I have that many litter boxes in the house. Well, please be aware as an ER vet, I see secondary medical problems when cats don't have access to a clean litter box. So trust me, you really want to avoid these costly urinary obstructions or urinary cystitis problems by cleaning your cat's litter box every single day and having the right number of litter boxes. I'm also going to tell you when it comes to cat litter boxes, they come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. When it comes down to kitty litter boxes, I honestly recommend using an automatic litter box. That's what I use. I use a litter robot for my cat. That way, whenever my cat uses a litter box, seven minutes after the litter box senses that my cat has left, my litter robot will completely cycle and provide my cat a fresh, clean bed of kitty litter every single time. Now, if you can't afford that, that's not an option for you. You want to scoop every single day. Just because you have extra litter boxes in your house doesn't mean that you scoop less frequently. I'm talking every 24 hours. For you cat owners who scoop multiple times a day, your cat loves you even more. Why is this important? If your cat is stepping into a really, really dirty litter box, say you haven't scooped it in two to three days, you can imagine how disgusting it is for cats to stick their paws into this dirty toilet and potentially step in urine clumps or fecal clumps. Not only do you not want that walking all over your floor and on your counters, but cats aren't going to go into the litter box as frequently because they don't want to step on that crap, literally. What can happen is if your cat has crystals or grit or any kind of inflammatory cells like white blood cells in their bladder, if they only urinate once a day, their urine's gonna get more and more concentrated, resulting in those crystals or clumps or grit or inflammatory cells getting more concentrated. And that can potentially result in feline lower urinary tract disease 
which is a sterile cystitis, or even a feline urethral obstruction. Now, please make sure to check out a previous episode of ER Vet because we talked about that extensively, and it's really important to know what clinical signs you want to watch for. You'll have to check it out at My Cat's Not Urinating, Do I Need to Go to the Vet? So this aired back in 2017, but definitely worth listening to. All right, so those are my simple rules. When it comes to taking care of your dog and cat, it doesn't have to be that complex. It's going to be focusing on animal husbandry. That's right. Caring for animals, providing a safe shelter, making sure your dog or your cat is on an appropriate diet, making sure they always have access to clean, fresh water, appropriate grooming, like bathing them, brushing them and trimming their nails at least once a month, making sure for dogs that you're exercising them 30 minutes a day and committing them to two semesters of puppy training and for cat owners, minimizing any stress and making sure that you have the right number of litter boxes. There you have it. Pet ownership isn't that hard and it's so rewarding. So trust me, as a dog and cat owning veterinarian, I want you to make sure you're taking care of your pet the best way. Now, we're going to take a short commercial break, but I'm going to give you even more tips about how to care for your pet right after these messages. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, the death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy, and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet and Pet Life Radio. I'm Dr. Justine Lee, and I've been talking about how to care for your pet. Now, we already talked about animal husbandry. We already talked about how we want to make sure our dogs and cats are as happy and healthy as possible. And again, that's going to be focusing on animal husbandry. So don't forget, safe shelter, appropriate diet, clean water, appropriate grooming, exercise for dogs, two semesters of puppy obedience or or adult dog obedience for cat owners, minimizing that stress, making sure that your cat has N plus one litter boxes. And again, it's really not that hard. So what I wanted to focus on the second part of today's episode is environmental enrichment. You're probably thinking, what exactly does that mean? Well, when it comes to environmental enrichment, the Ohio State University has an amazing website at indoorpet/osu.edu. So make sure to check that out. 
Now, in general, animal behaviorists and veterinary professionals define environmental enrichment as five categories, food enrichment, sensory enrichment, specifically your five senses like taste, hearing, touch, smell, and sight, novel objects, social enrichment, and positive training. Now, I promise in a future episode of ER Vet, I'm actually going to talk about the importance of positive training. So we'll do that in a future episode. So stay tuned for that. But let's focus on a couple things right now. When it comes to food enrichment, you're probably thinking, oh, does that mean I have to change food all the time? Absolutely not. In fact, most veterinarians actually advocate that you keep your dog and cat on the same diet if they're doing well on that diet. But what I like to do in terms of food enrichment is I like to make sure that I use some type of puzzle feeding toy if possible. You can find these on Kong's website, on Amazon, but these are basically slow treat dispenser toys. And these are great, especially if you're going back to work anytime soon. What I like to do is I like to fill my dog or cat's meal directly into one of these feeders. And it's a great way of distracting your pet when you leave the house. You can use something like simply freezing a Kong toy with some chicken broth. So it provides hours of fun for your dog while you're gone. Ideally done on a carpetless floor. Same exact thing for cats. Remember, cats don't typically gorge on one meal once a day. What they prefer to do is graze. Now, in full disclosure, I use a feeder robot, so it feeds an eighth of a cup four times a day, and it's already scheduled. That way, my cat isn't begging for food at 5 a.m. because I can automate all that stuff. But if you don't have that, a great option is to, again, use one of those puzzle treats. If you don't have the financial means to do that, get creative. You can use something as simple as a toilet paper roll. Simply put a couple treats in there, fold the edges, throw it in the corner of the floor, and your cat will bat it around and eventually get it open. Another great homemade DIY, using a muffin tin. Okay, when was the last time you actually made muffins? When in doubt, just use your metal muffin tin and sprinkle some food in each of the muffin tins. And this is a great way of providing environmental food enrichment. That way your pet has to work to get that out and they don't eat and gorge all at once. Another way, especially for you cat owners, cats love having a window perch or some kind of cat bed where they can look outside. So take the time to splurge on a scratching or climbing post, put it by a window where they can look outside and check out what's going on. When it comes to food enrichment and sensory enrichment, especially for cats, I'm going to give you one important tip that a lot of cat owners make the mistake of doing. Please don't put your cat's food and water right next to the litter box. Why? Do you like eating in the toilet? No, you don't want to eat your meals in the bathroom. So when in doubt, please separate where your cat's food and water source is and move it in a totally different room where the litter box is. Another important tip, please don't put your cat's food and water sources, or litter boxes near any noisy appliances. I'm talking things like the furnace or the hot water heater, or even the dishwasher, because when it turns on all of a sudden, it can really scare your cat. Remember, cats don't like sudden anything. They don't like sudden changes. They don't like sudden sounds. They don't like sudden noises. And a random noisy appliance randomly turning on can actually result in some behavioral issues. So simplest tip, Keep that food and water away from the litter box and make sure the food, the water source, and the litter box are away from any noisy appliances. 
Take the time for a cat to splurge on that cat bed or a window perch, that climbing post, and ideally put it by a window. Now, if you happen to splurge on a nice scratching post and you realize your cat isn't using it, make sure to entice them. Use catnip. Use their favorite treats. There's actually a prescription pheromone that you can actually apply onto the climbing tree to really encourage your cat to use it as a scratching board. Now, I know I talked about exercising dogs before. I talked about the importance of having two 15-minute session walks where your dog is going for a walk. Now, this is really important for you owners with a fenced-in yard like me. A lot of people will just open the back door and they think their dog is exercising outside. Well, they're not. They're just lying in a sunbeam. And in fact, fenced-in dogs in backyards get less exercise than the majority of dogs out there. So please take the time to get a sturdy leash that's secure, a sturdy collar, and go exercise your dog. Not only is this good for your dog, but it's really good for you too. Keep in mind, environmental enrichment includes letting your dog sniff around because they are getting so stimulated from all the smells out there. Now, you cat owners, this does not exclude you. Your cat still needs exercise too. Keep in mind, most cats are pretty lazy, they're pretty inactive, and as a way of providing environmental enrichment and helping burn off some calories, you really want to start exercising your cat too. Now, most cats are also under-exercised. I'm going to encourage you to buy a really inexpensive laser pointer and just put it on your calendar for a 15-minute play session every Sunday. I'm just asking you to commit to playing with your cat once a week. Set your smartphone timer and actually play with your cat for that full time. Make sure you have really good toys. So use a laser pointer. There are some laser pointers that you can even plug in through a USB port so you don't even need to splurge on batteries. Make sure to provide lots of things like rolled up balls of paper, furry fake mice, shiny soft balls to catnip filled toys. When in doubt, you want to make sure these are safe toys. In other words, I don't like getting any kind of lead-coated toys with parts that can break off, no long pieces of string or plastic that your cat could swallow. So when in doubt, make sure they're good, well-made toys with parts that aren't going to fall off. Now, you should be aware there are actually big hamster wheels that you can purchase for cats. And these are really designed for indoor cats to be able to run in. These are about $200 and they're pretty big. So if you live in a small apartment, don't worry, you don't have to get one of these. If you want to splurge, go for it, but you can just splurge on that $5 laser pointer instead. Get creative. You want some DIY tips on environmental enrichment in cats? Use an empty cardboard box, a brown paper bag that's empty, balled up wads of paper, or even an empty plastic bag. Just make sure your cat doesn't swallow it. Another way of helping your cat get exercise, I personally put my cat's litter box in the basement and her food on the second floor. So she's forced to hit a couple of stairs to get some exercise. When it comes to caring for your pet, it's not that complicated. Again, we really want to focus on animal husbandry, making sure that we care for our dogs and cats and our beloved four-legged family members as best we can. Keep in mind, that's going to include providing a safe shelter, an appropriate diet with clean water, appropriate grooming. After that, it's really not that complicated. It's making sure your dog and cat get appropriate preventative care. They go to the vet every year, that they're vaccinated and protected, that they're on heartworm, flea, and tick medication. 
that you're leash walking them, ideally 30 minutes a day for cat owners, making sure that you're still committing to exercise, whether or not it's just with a laser pointer, that you're providing appropriate environmental enrichment in the form of puppy obedience classes for you cat owners, making sure that you splurge on cat beds, cat trees, cat toys. Again, a lot of this is totally DIY. You can do it at home. Again, that empty cardboard box, that empty brown paper bag or plastic bag, just wadded up balls of paper to splurging on some inexpensive cat toys or that cheap laser pointer, using catnip or treats to really entice your cat to use cat scratching posts, letting them look out the window, making sure that we're keeping our cats and dogs appropriately stimulated. I already know you guys are loving up your pets, but Take it to the next level and make sure you're providing the best animal care so we can keep our pets happy and healthy for as long as possible. Well, that brings me to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook or Instagram at drjustinelee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank our producer, Mark Winter, for making this show possible. Take good care of your pets, and we'll see you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.